Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, that snappy music means it's time for Johnny Rabbit on a Sunday morning. You there, Johnny? I am here. Well, that is. I'm snapping my fingers right now. What a song. What a way to start the day. How are you? I'm doing good. What do you got for us? Well, at this point, it is a good time to think about our houses of worship that are no more. Since on May 28th, the Archdiocese of St. Louis is going to be coming up with what they're going to be doing on their big plan that they've announced. It's coming up on the 28th of this month. Everybody's waiting. What's going to go? What's going to stay? We'll find out. You know, there will be a great addition to that long, long list of lost churches, I know. Long ago, as the city grew, the skyline had, as it was described, a forest of spires and steeples. But over these past dozens of decades, that forest has been dramatically diminished. Now, this was with the closures and the mergers, as well as the churches and synagogues that really needed to follow the population shifts from what was a tight little downtown to the expanding city and next to the far-reaching suburbs. For example, in 1859, St. Malachy's, that was founded by Father James Johnston, a famous priest of his day, that was at Clark and Ewing Street. In 1869, there was Congregation Sherry Emmeth, 17th and Pine. And they'd moved to Vandeventer and Lindell first, and they continued to move. We had First Presbyterian at 14th and Locust, Second Presbyterian at 17th and Locust. The Pilgrim Congregational long-time address was 2910 Morgan. That street became Delmar. And St. John's Methodist Episcopal was first at Ewing and Locust. Then they moved to the southwest corner of North Kings Highway in Washington. That area is called Holy Corners, a nickname that dates back 100 years. That structure is now home of Link Auction Galleries, so named for the architect Theodore Link, who designed the building in 1902. Now, that was eight years after he created Union Station. Across from St. John's Methodist, on the northwest corner of Washington and Kings Highway, was Temple Israel. That big building remains. It's in use, but Temple Israel moved west, way out to Ladue and Spady Roads, and they did that 61 years ago. On the east side of Kings Highway, right in that same Holy Corners district, bordered by Washington and McPherson, there's the modified Italian Gothic-style building of Second Baptist Church, or at least it was. Well, they had moved there from 14th and Clark. The building still stands, but it is empty, and it has suffered fire damage and a lot of vandalism. Future unknown. Same for the Fox. Today, the Fox Theater, which is being fought over by two factions, that's a long story, is on the site that had been the Grand Avenue Presbyterian Church. That was built in the site of the old McClure Mansion, one of the great homes of St. Louis. The Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion was once at Washington and Ewing. Ewing was a very big intersection for churches before the congregation moved a few blocks west of Washington and Jefferson. There was St. Peter's Church, 
right at Grand and Olive. That's where the Metropolitan Building is today, that white building on the northeast corner. 1887, Central Christian left downtown at 23rd and Washington and moved what was called way out in the country at Grand and Finney. In 1881, primarily Irish Visitation Church, they opened at Easton and Taylor in the Grand Prairie neighborhood. There was St. Joseph's Lithuanian Church at 2123 Park, St. Leo's, at, that was at 23rd and Melanthe, and the 1895 Evangelical Lutheran Bethlehem Church at Salisbury and North Florissant. That closed 100 years after it opened, become very quickly an abandoned wreck that actually more uh, fell down than anything else. It just collapsed nine years ago. The Mill Creek Redevelopment Project, well, that pretty much made a clean sweep of the buildings from Grand to 20th Street, from Olive to the railroad tracks in Mill Creek Valley. There in Mill Creek, they had a lot of churches. Uh, well, there were 42 in all. They were all destroyed, all but one. That sole survivor, it's still there, is the Berea Presbyterian Church at 3010 Olive Street. All right, time is out. It's not going to permit us to tell you about the hundreds of other churches that have vanished. Well, most just vanished from memory. And some, there are even no pictures to look at. Though you can see a lot of photographs of churches at the Missouri Historical Society in their library and archives at 225 South Skinker, which was a, a synagogue at one time, United Hebrew. Well, I'll tell you, go to the library and find out all you want to find out. But there are so many books. Now, some of the books that I refer to for this little feature, and none of the books are banned, incidentally. There is St. Louis Lost by Mary Bartley. Midtown, A Grand Place to Be by Jane Fahey Eberly. The St. Louis Guidebook, the Bicentennial Edition. The Building Art of St. Louis, third edition by George McHugh. St. Louis as it is today, or it was when they wrote this book in the 20s, uh, published by the Industrial Club. And a more recent book, Lost St. Louis by Valerie Battle Kinzel. Uh, there's public art in St. Louis, and that dates back to 1925. The St. Louis Catholic News Yearbook of 1933 is a good source. I don't know if you, I'm sure libraries would have that. And Irish St. Louis, that's a recent book by historian David Lossos. And for places that are here today, now there's a book I've suggested, and we talked to him on the air not too long ago. Uh, Patrick Murphy has a book called Places to Pray. Now, it's not just in St. Louis, but it's in the entire state of Missouri. So you can keep up to date of some of the places that are here. And one of the great places is the uh, Pink Sisters Chapel in North St. Louis. A good place to find. This would be a good tour to take, driving around St. Louis and looking at the old churches and what they may be today or what might have been there years and years ago through the neighborhoods of St. Louis. And a couple of programs I have to mention that are coming up on May 9th. It's May 9th at the Lee Auditorium of the Missouri History Museum. I hope you can be there. We're at 11 o'clock, 11 to noon. In that hour, we're going to cover war. St. Louis at war, World War I, World War II, a little bit about Korea, some about Vietnam as well. Incidentally, today's the day that uh, the war in Vietnam officially ended. Uh, that St. Louis at war, uh, Ed Wheatley is going to be there talking about the importance of sports in wartime. Chris Notziger is going to be talking about the armaments that were built in St. Louis and made here. And that's the Lee Auditorium. And then at 1.30 to 3 that day, I'll be with Oasis at the center of Clayton. And we're going to talk about getting your kicks 
on Route 66, not our radio program of the past, but the Highway Route 66, and we're going to pretty much cover buildings and places and people that are all around the greater St. Louis area, including uh, Henry's Rabbit Ranch in Staunton, Illinois, and Ted Drew's, where you can get the Johnny Rabbit chocolate-covered cherry concrete. Hey, I better go down and get one now. They're about to open. I want to be the first in line. So that's my report for today, Scott, and I thank you so much for being here. We'll see you again, I hope, next Sunday morning on KMOX. Look forward to it. Appreciate it, Johnny. Have a good Thank week. You, All you right. too. It is three minutes before 9 o'clock. You're listening to Total Information AM on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.